Thursday morning broadcast here at JMM. I've been mentioning that uh, Daniel Posner is going to be stopping by in our TNX studio this morning. He is the founder of Athletes for Israel. In addition to uh, Mr. Posner, we have the opportunity to speak with Elliot Steinmetz, who, of course, is the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. And um, they, together, uh, just, just embarked on an amazing journey to Israel, ended about 10 days ago. We're going to be talking about that, and then uh, Daniel Posner and I will speak about uh, the work that he's doing nationwide to bring some of the most influential people. I know not, not everybody gets this. I know my favorite topics are, ath- are, are sports in Israel, so everyone makes fun of me for that. Uh, but you may not realize just how influential athletes of any age and any level are in this country. He will help me describe that to everybody this morning at JM in the AM. Daniel Posner, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Glad to be here. Appreciate that very you. much. And Coach Elliot Steinmetz, a pleasure to welcome you back. And as I joked with you off the air, whoever thought that our first conversation during the 2023-2024 season would be about the team's efforts in Israel. Welcome back to the show, Elliot. Hey, thanks for having me. A pleasure. First of all, I got to take this opportunity, since we haven't spoken about basketball on the air this year, to congratulate you. In addition to uh, Tuesday night's win, a 13-point victory at Manhattanville, uh, your team is sitting atop the Skyline Conference with a conference record of 10-1. and uh, I don't know if this is considered under the radar, just because I didn't realize how great you're doing this year doesn't mean that the vast Jewish community around the world who follows you guys didn't know, uh, but it sounds like like and looks like you guys are having another banner season is the 10 and 1 record reflective of what's really going on Elliot uh yeah it is I mean you know Bill Parcells always says right you are you are what your record says you are so uh we're 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 10 and 1 we're working hard you know we're fighting through uh, a lot of injuries this year but we have uh, you know we have a lot of really good players that are uh, stepping up and, and doing their jobs and you know, don't know where the season will end or, or season will end or, or how it'll go. There's a lot of really, really good teams in our conference, but uh, for right now, we're, you know, managing to win most of the games. And every time you're on, I encourage people to go to your games tonight. You're going to be at Purchase. We've been in that gymnasium before as fans. This coming Saturday night, you have a big game against Farmingdale at the Max Stern Athletic Center. If not for my nephew's off-roof, I'd probably try to make it up there for that game, but it's going to be a big one up in uh, the Max Stern Athletic Center Saturday night, and then you start to wind things down with all these Skyline Conference games until we get, please God, to the playoff season. So all we could say is uh, continue your amazing work on the court, and now we get to talk about some of your work off the court. Um, Daniel Posner, why don't you tell us uh, if you are in fact, and, and we will discuss this in depth coming up, if you are in fact interested in taking athletes from around this country at every level, certainly the college level, to Israel, um, one might think there's no need to do that with Yeshiva University students. The majority of them either are from Israel, some of the players are, or have been there multiple times. What, in, what went into planning and deciding that this trip is a good idea? Sure. So I started Athletes for Israel about five years ago. I became very frustrated by all of the negative publicity that goes on with Israel. No matter what it is, you always read about all the negative political, the negative sentiment about Israel. And so I said... I started looking at the PR in Israel, and everyone who you talk to says the Israeli PR machine is terrible. Yeah. 
everyone will nod their head and say, the, P, the Israelis don't know how to do PR. So I met with all the Israeli heads of PR. I met with the head of the Israeli, uh, within government, in, within Sahal, within the, the Israeli IDF, and I found all of them to be incredibly articulate and excellent on, on all of our issues. And so I said, it's not the Israelis. It's not we as Jews. In fact, we as Jews are not seen as objective when we talk about Israel, because we're not. We're actually subjective. We love Israel. No matter what Israel is, we're going to be behind Israel. And so I said, we need to start finding people who love Israel, who love Jews, who we can bring to Israel, and they can use their platforms to tell others about it. And those people that, especially within the millennials, who are largely anti-Israel these right. days, um, I said, we start, need to start bringing athletes and influencers to Israel. So I started doing it with professional athletes. We brought folks like, we brought dozens of professional athletes, including guys like Ray Allen, Eddie Curry, Ennis Cantor. I'm talking today to Anthony Edwards' agent about bringing him to Israel. I mean, the names you just mentioned are well known to us as having visited Israel. What we didn't know is that you were behind it. Well, we don't want athletes for Israel to be the front cover of right. talking about Israel. We actually want the athletes themselves, we want the organizations themselves to talk about Israel. So a couple of years ago, I got a call from a guy named Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is the head coach of Auburn. And he said, Daniel, I have this dream about bringing my team to Israel. Auburn uh, basketball team. Auburn basketball Division team. one serious Division national one, power. They were just ranked number eight in the country. And Bruce said, I want to bring my team to Israel. And I said, we've brought professional athletes for years and we'd love to help you bring them to Israel. And so we did that about a year and a half ago. Right. We brought them for a 10 day trip. Also well publicized. I mean, Very well publicized yeah. all over uh, national. Uh, and our goal, I tell my team this every day. If we just reach the 15 million Jews, we will have failed. Right. Our goal is to reach the hundreds of millions of people who simply haven't made up their minds about Israel. They're going to step foot in college campuses in a year or two or three years from now. And the first thing they're, they're going to see is the Free Free Palestine movement or the BDS movement. And they're not going to know what to think. So we need to start seeding those younger folks at an earlier age so in now, places like Auburn, Alabama. Right, which is and, amazing. And this past summer, we brought Kansas State and we brought um, University of Arizona two top, top teams. I was going to say, again, Division One powers. Arizona was was the number one uh, team ranked. They had a couple losses over the last few weeks. Uh, they were the, their top 10 team. Kansas State, as always, they, last year they were in the Elite Eight. Um, their coaches are all fantastic. Um, and I've built really strong relationships with them, such to the fact that the University of Arizona, the head coach, Tommy Lloyd, and the president of the university who came to Israel with us and the UAE to celebrate the Abraham Accords, um, he wrote one of the most powerful messages, anti-Hamas, pro-Israel, of anyone, such right. the fact that SJP canceled their, their rally the next day after he put it out. The key to all this is the coaches, right? That's essentially the key to Coaches, all the entire, um, you know, the team themselves. Each right. team is different, and each team has its own way. And so my focus had always been about bringing not Jews to Israel, because Jews have always right. already made up their minds about Israel. We hope, right. And people always ask me, well, you should bring Yeshiva University to Israel. You know, why you would be a normal thing to do. And I said, you don't understand the point of athletes for Israel. Right. We want to bring non-Jews to right. Israel and explain to them and educate them. And they love Israel. When right. they come, when you bring a non-Jew, a Christian to Israel, their eyes light up. It's like bringing a little child to the candy store for the first time. Well, I remember they Ray Allen. It. I remember Ray Allen's reaction was incredible. Incredible. To say the least. Elliot, as an aside, I'm just curious, how many Israelis do you have on the team right now? Uh, we have six. Oh, wow. That's a pretty big number. Yeah. All right. So, so you know this. Yep. You know that he has six Israelis. You know that the majority, if not all, of the team members have been to Israel. How did this happen? Every single member them? had been to Israel before. October 7th changed the game. 
And we said, what are we going to do to have an impact because of October 7th? Because now Division One teams ain't going. D- during a war, not only right. would they not go, I wouldn't want to bring them. Right. During wartime right. is not a time to not show off your, right. it's not a, a time to show off your country. Right. Um, and we said, what can we do to show the world that we care? And it's important for us to show that we care about our brothers and sisters in Israel. And when we meet with, next year we were supposed to bring Duke and Florida and FAU and University of Michigan football, all of those teams, when they see that we went to Israel during wartime to do nothing but solidarity, to do nothing but give hugs and love, they say, that's, we respect that. They know you're serious. You're they not, know that we not, care about our brothers right. and sisters You're not from using the it world. as a vacation land. You're using it as a motherland, as the expression goes. Uh, Elliot, what, what types of activities did the team undertake on this trip? Yeah, I mean, people, since I've gotten back, people keep asking about the trip, obviously, and you know, we, we, we've talked about it. And I guess true to, the, uh, true to the mission of Athletes for Israel, it's something that we've been talking about with other teams when we play. So it's, you know, it's, it's pregame conversation with coaches. It's, you know, there are questions from players and it's just become a topic of conversation. And then when I'm asked what the trip was like, it's very, it's very hard to come up with words. It's, you know, the one word I keep coming up with is unique. Um, I mean, it was everything. It was experiencing highs and lows emotionally and spiritually every single day in, in the things that we were doing. It was not your typical birthright or, you know, uh, modern Orthodox uh, family trip to Israel where you're going touring and seeing Masada and going in the Dead Sea. We visited soldiers in Sheba Hospital, and, and it wasn't just a, you know, a, a visit. It was conversations and, and, and opportunities to hear from them and hear what they're going through and hear the actual stories of why, why they're there, what, you know, why they're in the hospital, how the war is going, you know, what's, what's happening with, with their friends, and, and just you're hearing things that, that the world doesn't necessarily hear. Um, and it, and it's good because it, it gives us, you know, with the platform we have as, as big or small as it is, it gives us the information we need when we come back. So it's visiting soldiers in the hospital. It was being on an army base and having, you know, having dinner and a barbecue with soldiers who had just returned from battle, um, in Gaza. It was an opportunity to go to the Nova Expo in Tel Aviv, which was, you know, an absolutely moving experience for our guys. Uh, you know, it's very hard to hit college kids right in the soul. You don't see them react very often emotionally right. to things, and especially you know, watching them at that. Correct, and watching them at that at that Nova Expo, it just kind of you know you, you saw it. It tore them open, and they were and they were and they were going to talk about it afterwards, which is very very special. Elliot, there was a basketball piece to this, right? Didn't you do clinics or or stuff for kids, and and there was actually a yeah, game. So- Correct. So we, we did do some basketball. We uh, we did some clinics with, uh, with with kids who were displaced from State Road and from other areas. Um, we were able to you know to work with them and have our guys work with them on the court, which was great. Uh, we we did a game with uh, Papua Tel Aviv's third division team in Tel Aviv, which was very very special. About fifteen hundred people showed up. Wow. Uh, Daniel would know Daniel would know better. I think something like six or seven thousand people watched it online. Um, you know, it was uh, just a very, very special event. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like a basketball game. It felt like it felt more like a just like a unity event. It was just really, really special. Amazing. What did your six Israelis think of the trip? Because you know they're visiting their hometown, essentially their home state. It was a very different for them than for the other players. It, it was different. It, it was different for them because, first of all, they, they got to see their families. Um, right. You know, some of them right. for the first time since October seventh. Right. Uh, you know, and it was that. That I think was great. You know, one of them does live down in Beersheba, which is, um, as, as he likes to say, it's a, it's a ten second siren. Right. Um, it's in the region. So, you know, he's he's right in the region exactly, right down there. So they got to see their families, which was great. But I think more importantly, 
you know, they're here and they see that we care, you know, from 6,000 miles away uh, about what's going on in Israel and, and for us to be able to bring that there for them. Uh, the same way we were for, for the rest of the Israeli people, it was an opportunity for them to see us, you know, kind of, you know, put our, you know, put our money where our mouths are and, and, and actually go and be there and be there with them and with their families and, and, and not just, uh, you know, not just walk around and stare, but be there and cry with them and smile with them and, you know, celebrate when it was time to celebrate and mourn when it was time to mourn. Elliot, uh, I know it's hard to put some of this stuff into words, but how do you explain to people what a team is all about? How do you explain that, you know, that, that on a daily basis, on a regular basis, practice games, etc., you're going into battle, obviously using the word very loosely, especially these days, but you're going into battle and you're together and you have each other's interests at heart. It's for the betterment of the team when you have each other's interests at heart, etc., etc. Um, what could you tell us about the experience that when that attitude starts to travel together where that attitude you know is brought to israel for a completely different purpose how different is it because a team is experiencing it and the team is going through all of this together so it's it's, it's not just different because it's a team it's even more different because it's it's a, it's a jewish team um right. and, and 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 not necessarily because it's israel um you know i i talk very often about the uniqueness of the way our team is structured the fact that it's 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 really a, it is a band of brothers and it is it is guys who while they're diverse in their in their religious observances and religious backgrounds they all have that same right they all have that same tie and that same tie to Judaism that same tie to, tie to the land of Israel and it's something that i think you know it, it, it Selfishly, it helps us on the basketball court as well, right? It gives us that chemistry. The guys care about each other. The, not the, just, the bond, you know, the bond the court, gets the stronger, court. right? The bond gets stronger. That's exactly what it is. So when you go and do something like this and you're experiencing it, you're not experiencing it as a team. You're experiencing it as a family. Right. Um, and, and that's what it felt like. And, 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 and our family kind of expanded on the trip with, you know, with Daniel and, and his group from Athletes of Israel and, and the people who joined us. And it became kind of this family of, like, 25 people or so that were, you know, going around and experiencing all of these things together and then internalizing it and then expressing it and processing it. And it just, it just became a very, very special week. Do you see how much I love this stuff? Do you it's, see the expression on my face? You know, it, it, you know, sports fans will go anywhere in the world right. to, to support their team. Right. You see people, uh, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. People will fly out to San Francisco. The first four or five rows of the, of the championship game were all Detroit Lions fans. People, if you go to any European soccer match, right. people will do anything for their sports teams. Israelis They're so travel passionate for their teams. Of course yeah. they do. Of course they do. But one thing that I wanted to just build on what Elliot was saying is that when we were there, we didn't just get to experience it. The Israelis that we saw, they were all so appreciative of our coming. Mm. They were so thrilled that they were given hugs by us, that we they That's so appreciated cares. us. And the truth of the matter is, from our perspective, we're saying, yeah, you appreciate, appreciate us, but you're sending your children to the war. And this is the least we could do, is come visit you and support you and applaud you and thank you. Um, that's the first thing we did to everyone we saw. We said, thank you. Thank yeah. you for supporting us. Thank you for, for being the, the shield in front of the jewelry around the world. It's a humbling experience, Elliot, because people like me, as you know, call your athletes heroes. But then they're there in Israel meeting the real heroes, if you know what I mean. 
It, it's true. Although the, the the term came together this year because we we did actually get a chance to spend part of a day with one of our former players who's who's serving in Gaza. So wow. we, we did get to see our our, our heroes in quotes actually uh, become heroes. Unbelievable. Well, you know, I don't I don't mean it in quotes. I mean it seriously. But obviously, it's a different level and a different uh, different type of category. Elliot Steinmetz is coach of the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. Daniel Posner is founder of Athletes for Israel. Elliot, before I let you go. Uh, we got. I mean, I'm sure people are, are wondering and are curious. Uh, the last time that your team was really high profile when it came to the issue of anti-Semitism, I would guess, was the Pittsburgh episode. And there was a lot of sympathy that poured in from around the country and around the world. And you guys were the target, I think we could safely say, of that sympathy. This has been a very different situation. Since October 7th, there have been a lot of people very vocal who are not uh, supporters and friends. I don't have to tell you that. You know it. Um, have you felt it? Uh, are there episodes on the court? Are there episodes before or after the game? Are there episodes as you guys walk other campuses? How are you in the role that you always have of representing the Jewish people so well, which we always emphasize, how are you being treated and being targeted? So we, we've had only one very, very minor negative episode. So I, I don't want to waste time talking about that because I think it's special to uh, you know, it, 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 it was similar to what's going on in other college campuses. It was right. a very minor uh, minor episode after a game. Uh, college kids being uneducated and not understanding the world and, and, and shouting out terms they probably don't even understand. <laughs> um, and, and it happened once. But what I, what I would love to actually mention is, is the positive. Uh, sure. Because um, there's, there's not a lot of it out there. And, 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 but, but it does exist. And, you know, we, we had our first game of the season was up in St. Joe's, Connecticut, where the program was started by the legendary coach Jim Calhoun, who was the former coach at the University of Connecticut in three national championships. Um, and Coach Calhoun came into our locker room before the game um, and, and spoke to our guys for about 10 minutes emotionally. Um, he had a whole speech prepared, and he kind of you know, put it back in his pocket and, and, and just talked to our guys from the heart about what was going on and you know, how involved he is in, in Israeli charities and in raising money to send over to support the IDF and uh, you know, how highly he thinks of our community and, 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 the, and the Israeli community. And it was just very, very special. Um, we had a similar experience at, um, at Mount St. Mary's in, in Newburgh where the president of the university um, spoke to the entire gym before the game about the, you know, the bond with Yeshiva University and their, and their support for their, you know, uh, for, for people in Israel and, and, and the horrors of the attack. And it just was in, in a world where you're seeing so many negative things on college campuses, it, it was nice to actually see uh, positivity, um, not, just, not just the private conversations, which all of them have been very, very positive with, with coaches and players that, that, for the, you know, that I've seen uh, throughout the course of this year, uh, but, but also publicly. And you assume that the same is going to be happening tonight, right? You're at purchase tonight. You're assuming things will be calm, and if anything, it'll be a positive experience. Yeah, I mean, we, we played purchase actually last week at home, um, and I, you know, I had I had you know their coach and, and numerous players come over before the game, ask about the trip, and and uh, comment on my sneakers and shirts, and <laughs> and and you know, how right. how. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. All right. All, all Israel themed and, uh, you know, just very, very positive and, and supporting comments. So, you know, we, we hope for more of the same. Do your And again, I'm, I'm thinking of Pittsburgh because to me, that's the episode that, you know, I remember so well in terms of how your team reacted and the and what was expected of them in a leadership role. And again, I think there was a lot of sympathy there. Are there are there athletes on your team now that are, you know, because of the negative atmosphere that's out there? And I know it's not a lot that you guys are surrounded by, but you understand what's happening in this country right now. Are there are there yep. some of them who are hesitant 
to be in that position right now. Like I didn't sign up for this to you know represent the Jewish people and be the target of you know of, of slogans that are anti-Israel and anti-Zionist. Has anybody expressed that to you, or everyone's all in in terms of you know being on the front lines for the Jewish people? No, this this is an all-in situation, and, and I think most I think most people uh, most people feel like that in in our world, not just obviously our athletes, right. but they for sure are are all in. They're very proud. We you know when when I came back uh, from Israel after Sukkot, um, you know the first conversation we had in practice was was a team conversation that the you know beyond the court does not matter this year. You know, as much as we're compete, we're basically competing for our platform this year. That's what we're competing for. We're competing to, you know, be good enough that people want to pay attention to us so that we can spread positivity and, and have a platform to do good things. And the key, the key for this year and the value for this year is off the court. And the value is what are we doing that's going to shed a positive light on Israel on Jews and what we're you know and what is going on in the region um, and that's that's kind of been the sole goal and 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 from from top to bottom every single guy from you know one to fifteen has has been coming up with ideas you know wanted to obviously participate in in the trip that 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 uh, you know that Daniel put together which was which was amazing um, and find other ways to to shed a positive light. So we said coaches are the key. What do you think of this guy? Uh, he's amazing. He's an absolute superstar and. Yeshiva University, and I'm very involved with Yeshiva University, is very lucky to have a guy like Elliot Steinmetz at the helm. Yeah, Elliot, what you've done with this position is legendary, as simple as that. I know, I know you hate the accolades, especially publicly, but hey, make you uncomfortable for a minute. Uh, good luck tonight, and good luck for the remainder of the season, and continue to make us proud, and tell the players what we discussed this morning, because all of us are just uh, you know, very proud that we are you know, in the older generation, and looking at these guys uh, play such an important role um, in such an important arena. Um, so please convey that message to them, and I appreciate you joining us this morning. I will. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, Daniel, always good talking. Great. Must have been a great adventure with him, I'll tell you. It was amazing. I mean, he's he's such a fantastic leader, and his entire team rallies around him and rallies around the cause, and it was just a special time to be there. And, and, and no, it's not necessary for people there to even be familiar with Yeshiva University basketball. There are plenty of people who had no clue who these guys were, but as you said earlier, were so appreciative that they just took the time to come and be absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. Generally, when I bring guys from Kansas State and Arizona and other college campuses, you know they're basketball players. Right. These are six foot ten, seven foot guys. And there's a good guys. shot that people will recognize and, them. And they recognize them, sure. When you, when you bring Yeshiva University, you don't necessarily know that they're basketball players, and then they see them on the court. Obviously, they can play. Uh, but they're just appreciative that they come, and they're appreciative that they're they did everything from volunteering, picking in the fields, to spending time at Shalva with developmentally able disabled children. Uh, did a clinic with them and played basketball with them. It was a week of solidarity, a week of volunteerism, and all these kids they signed up for it right away. It wasn't a question. Oh, and I of, heard hey, the, I heard the Shabbos was very special, also. Yeah, we spent a Shabbos in the old city at right. at at, uh, at Aish, right. uh, and. It was incredible. And just to see the entire team come together, as, as Elliot mentioned, it's it's a team across the spectrum of uh, religious observance, and they all came together in such a spiritual and connecting way. And it's just a beautiful way to build a team. It's really a microcosm of what's happening to the Jewish people in general, I think. Well, he said that. He said that you know everyone feels they have a role, and they stand up with great pride no matter what arena we're in. It could be business. It could be politics. It could be anything. And the team, obviously, is doing that in their arena. And I think just in general, what you just described is happening throughout the entire Jewish world. Daniel Posner's here. Okay, so Athletes for Israel, you described and mentioned an entire list of uh, Division I colleges that have been represented with Athletes for Israel 
in Israel. Life-changing trips for all of them. We hope it continues. If this, if some of the predictions are true that this war could go on for a while, is that going to long-term affect your activities, or you think slowly, even with you know wartime activities going on, you might be able to you know to, to restart all of this? Sure. So, so first of all, um, uh, I'm a hundred percent confident we're going to win this war in Gaza, wow. without a doubt. Um, but I'm not 100% confident we're going to win the PR war. And that's what Athletes for Israel is focusing on. Yeah. We need to focus on this broader. I mean, we see what's going on in the international courts. We see what's going on in the rallies all over the world. We need to focus on that. And we need to spend time and, and energy and financial uh, support for those efforts. And one of those ways is to bring athletes to Israel. We're talking to folks like Chris Paul and Tony Parker about doing now. Sol- right now, just last week. And they about, know there's a war going on. And they know. And they want to do solidarity trips. So to the folks that have oh. an interest in supporting Israel, doing solidarity trips, um, th- we, we are going to do those. So just the college-age kids, but, you're not sure but exactly. It's unlikely we'll do a team right. or a Division One team right. to send them into the middle of a war. Um, hopefully this war will end soon and hopefully we'll be back up and, and going but you know this is a time when it's just all cards in the middle we've all got to be all in and anything we can do and that's why we just said you know yeshiva university was a no-brainer and we're going to continue to do these kind of advocacy and supportive and solidarity trips to the extent we can and someone like chris paul whose name is very familiar to a lot of people even even the casual basketball fans what interest does he have how did you discover that he loves israel that he wants to be part of israel well you know, it happens to be, everyone says to me, like, why do these people all want to go to Israel? Right. Israel is a bucket list place for everyone, for Jews, for non-Jews, especially Christians. Even non-religious non-Jews. Christians, um, even non-religious non-Jews, Christians in general, especially, and in sports, you know, one of the things that we, we share a lot of commonalities with the Christian community, the Judeo-Christian values are so strong. And instead of fighting with each other, instead of talking about our differences, we need to find out how we're similar. And it is true that Jesus walked in Israel thousands of years ago, and they love to walk in the same steps as he walked. And that's important for them. And being able to see them go through that process, it's amazing, it's eye-opening, they love it, and they love the Jewish people. And they all leave, thank God, with a positive point of view when it comes to the land, the people, and the state of Israel. Oh my goodness. They come there and they see the diversity. Right. They see the democracy. The they freedom. see They see the energy, the youth, the vibrancy. They see the beaches of Tel Aviv. They see the holy sites and the historical sites. It's an incredible place. We who have been to Israel so many times, we take it for granted. But when you take people there for the first time, when you just take a Christian there for the first time, they absolutely love it. And then they come back and they tell all their friends about it as well. Yeah. And m- mo- many, many um, Christians, many people in sports, after you hit a home run, after you score a touchdown, what do they do? They're thanking God. They go, they point yeah. their finger straight right. up in the air. They cross themselves. Right. They thank God. They all have some kind of connection. And it's, it's the same thing with our, our religions have so much in common. It's not about getting up to the plate. It's about your preparation. Elliot's team practices six days a week, 6 a.m. every single morning. Those guys... I mean, I, w- I woke up early this morning to work out thinking if an 18-year-old college kid is waking up at 6 a.m. To, to work out, I could do the same thing myself. They're inspiring to all of us. And it's not just about the time. And the same thing with, with, with what we do as Jews. It's not just about celebrating the Siam at the, at the end of a cycle. 
it's all every single day putting in the time, doing your daf, doing the daf yomi. Finally, you get to that celebration. We all celebrate together and that's what we all see. But it's the process of getting there. And that's what sports is. Sports is about a process. It's about a commitment. And we do that in Judaism. We do that in all religions. And instead of fighting about our differences, let's find how we're connected to each other. couple of things. Um, it is hard, although I did say to the audience that we will try to explain it. It is hard to explain to people how active and large a network every athlete, college or professional in this country has. It is because of their popularity and because of their influence, they attract a lot of people. And they stay in touch with a tremendous number of people because if you stay in touch with them, you still are involved with sports and programs. <coughs> Excuse me. Et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if people who are not familiar with professional and college sports get it, but this is what it is. We don't, so a lot of people don't realize just how influential they are and how large their circle goes in terms of that influence. They have millions and millions and millions of followers. A, just look at, Taylor Swift, probably one of the most famous people in the world. Everybody now knows a guy named Travis Kelsey. Any sports players right. know them, but anybody who was not anybody who's not following sports now knows that Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs is dating Taylor Swift, and they reach hundreds of millions of people. I mean, they are you know we hear about different uh, political parties that are trying to court these famous people and athletes to make sure that people vote for them. That's right. I mean, it shows the influence that they have. You think we can get LeBron to go to Israel or not? I think so. Yeah. LeBron's been in the works for the last couple of years. he's connected to certain Jewish... Uh, he is. He is very connected. I've spoken to a number of the people that have a very close relationship with him. He was supposed to come this past summer. Oh, wow. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, we'll probably have to put a pause on it until after the war, but I think LeBron's... LeBron actually... You know, people were on the fence about whether LeBron was pro or not. He put out a, pu a pretty public statement, positive towards Israel, um, at the beginning parts of the. And who the else war. do you think? Who are the other two, three people that, you know, would really make if athletes who would make a real difference if they went there? Well, I, you know, look, I think LeBron is clearly up right. there. Uh, you he Maybe number one. He'd be great if we can get some of the folks from the Golden State Warriors there. Uh, they'd be great. You know, Omri Caspi right. played at the Golden State Warriors, so he's obviously connected to Steph and folks like that. But I think it's not only important to bring the pros to Israel, but also these college athletes yeah. that are going to become pros in the next year or two or three. You know, our folks from Arizona, we've got at least one or two top draft picks that are going to be in the NBA in a right. year or two from now. And that's where ground zero is for anti-Semitism on college campuses. So if we can get, you know, the BMOC, the big man on campus to come to Israel, the cool guys, the popular guys to come to Israel and say, hey, I was in Israel. That place is awesome. That place is cool. It's not, you know, we, we often say, well, if they just understood the facts, then they'd understand about Israel. We've tried that methodology for years. <laughs> Way too many times. It's not working. Right. We have to rip up that playbook and start anew. People wonder um, why so many people in Hollywood, actors, actresses, etc., um, you know, lean a certain way, especially when it comes to Israel. Some of them have been very disappointing in this whole episode. And I think that, w that I learned about what the difference is between the world of Hollywood and the world of sports. You'll appreciate this. Um, so one of, a former athlete said this to me when I was involved with one of these uh, programs on a college campus regarding anti-Semitism. He said, you don't realize that when an athlete at the age of 18, I may have said this to you, 18, 19, 20, 
is involved with football, right? As an example, football, it, it is it is something they're involved with fourteen to sixteen hours a day. They are consumed. It's all they care about, right? One out of a thousand will be drafted by the NFL. A thousand of them have a goal of being drafted by the NFL. So he says, it's not that we don't care about Jews and anti-Semitism. We have no idea what's going on. We we don't have a clue what's happening. (laughs) He jokingly said to me, who are the ones on college campuses that are spending time at these rallies and setting up booths with causes. It's people who have nothing else to do because right. they, they go to class for two hours a day and they have no you know, real vocation like football is. So I think that the athletes are so focused on their one job that they don't really get involved in all this political stuff, so to speak, different from Hollywood. You get into that environment and automatic, not automatically, but very quickly, you're going to be surrounded by a certain attitude, by a certain uh, atmosphere. So... You not only have influential people, you have clean slates who have made no decisions or have even given a thought regarding Israel. And here's an opportunity to show them the facts live and in person. That's exactly right. But you're absolutely right. You hit it right on the nail right on the head. These college athletes are spending multiple hours a day. In fact, the Yeshiva University kids, they spend three hours a day. And that's just, that's the minimum. Right. And I mean, that's, that's a, a division, for us. That's but a ton of for us. for Division One. It's nothing, right. They're, they're in the weight room for an hour or right. two a day. They've got practice for an hour or two a day. They're One of them doing said film to me, for it an takes hour or two a day. to get taped up for practice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is a full-time job. You wonder how they have time for any studies. Right. Or anything. Exactly. They're not going to, they're not, they don't have time to be going to rallies. Right. Now, after October 7th, Athletes for Israel went to a couple of dozen college campuses across the country. To, do, to bring the sports communities within those campuses with together with the Jewish students to bring solidarity and support. Meaning what? There was a big meeting? No, we did, um, we did events where we packed goods to send to soldiers, to send to... And the teams the, participated? And the teams participated. Give me an example. Give me so one we campus. Went to, we went to the University of Arizona. We had a, and they packed we had, for Israel? Yeah, we had the, we had the, the, the coach of the, the, of the football team, the coach of the basketball team, Tommy Lloyd, Jed Fish. Jed Fish is now going to be the coach of University of Washington, the number two team in the country who right. was just recruited to go there. The captain of the, of the football team was there packing bags, and he's going to be in the NFL next year. We're going to see him on Sundays. Amazing. The work you're doing is... <coughs> Excuse me. I know a lot of people listening don't get it. I understand that. It's hard to it's hard to you know wrap your head around it if you're not into sports and you don't understand the influence that these athletes have. But the work you're doing is remarkable. And as I said, it was the YU trip that brought to my attention all the other stuff that you've been doing for the last five years. We we had it, this past summer when we took the University of Arizona and Kansas State to Israel, and then for a few days to the UAE right. to celebrate and support the Ab- Abraham Accords. <laughs> we had over five million people watch us and support us and follow us. Now you weren't one of the 5 million people that did, but it was probably within the, it wasn't, we weren't geared, we're not geared in the Jewish communities. Although we were in every single Jewish paper that weekend, the end of August, um, we're focusing on places like Tucson, Arizona right? and, and Auburn, Alabama and and Manhattan, Kansas. It's not Manhattan, New York city. It's Manhattan, Kansas. But I may have been familiar with that. I just didn't realize you were behind it. That's all, which is amazing. How do people support Athletes for Israel? Is, a, is, it, is it a public thing where people could actually... It's a 501c3 become- charitable um, uh, endowment. And uh, we, um, you know, there's a lot of demand for people that come to Israel. There aren't enough resources to right. bring as many people who want to come. Well, I so, think that there might be people listening who actually would want to take an active role in what you're doing, frankly. We'd love to have them. Athletesforisrael.org. Dot, dot dot org. Simple as that. Yeah. 
athletesforisrael.org. You can be in direct touch with Daniel Posner, and uh, he'll be more than happy to speak to you. And if you want to donate, there's a donate option there on the website. And you can become a supporter of their incredible work. And I know that to many people, it doesn't sound so important in terms of what they're doing. You don't realize how vital this is, how some of the most influential people in this country are, um, are having their opinions regarding Israel shaped by a group like Athletes for Israel. So we take it seriously. We highly recommend it. And those of you who uh, would like to support it, you have an opportunity on the website at Athletes for israel.org um so now you're back from the wayu trip you're going to do uh, hopefully a couple of journeys with individuals as you said right that's exactly over the right. next few months yes that's and then the you'll see the way things go and we're hoping the war ends soon right and then the teams pray. will be able to and then we start going to start i just got a call from one of the agents he said he, he's interested in bringing the team as soon as the war is over wow. so let's hope and pray a lot of uh, uh that's a, actually that's an important connection i would assume the agents They're, are important right. the athletic directors are important sure. the coaches are important it's that it's a small, tiny network and universe of people that I'm starting to, that I've really built a, a strong connection and relationships to. And they're the ones who, you know, who are, who are the, the closest people to, uh, to those teams and, and to the players to bring them. Did you watch the Barry Sanders documentary? Oh, that was amazing. Amazing. Daniel, and, do you know that I said to my four sons after I watched it, I said, I want to watch it with you. Oh, what with, a with brilliant, brilliant call. And he, and he had four sons. He has four and sons. did you see the relationship with his oh, father and oh, then with please. his kids? Was, no, I was crying. The footage was no unbelievable. Idea. What a mensch this guy what is. What a mensch. And as we saw, he didn't come from the most menschlich father. That's exactly right. And what a mensch is this. Guys, Barry Sanders, I'm telling you, I don't remember, was it Apple TV? I don't remember where it was. I saw it, Hulu maybe. But it's a documentary that's simply remarkable. And if you're a, a football fan and a fan of life, you'll enjoy he's, he's, it. He'd talk about an unof. That guy is is probably the most modest man I've ever seen. Did you in my see life. Sunday? You know, he met up with Joe Montana. Of course. Oh, even I'm, that looked like Anivus. Oh yeah. Even he, that he is. You know, he's the one guy when he gets into the end zone and, and scored a touchdown. I've been there a million he, times. He before. just hands right. the ball to the referee. Yeah. He doesn't celebrate. He doesn't yeah. spike it. He does not celebrate. He's just like, oh, it's like we've done it before. And again. we're talking about him, even though he retired thirty years ago, twenty five years. Yeah, ago? something or like twenty years ago. I, since I've been a fan, um, it was very sad when he retired. Right. And him and Calvin Johnson. Fortunately, you know, the Lions look like a pretty good team right now. Can we get Barry to go to Israel? I don't know if that would that would that be a big uh, it would be it would be a big draw for Detroiters. That's for sure. Yeah, we we should try to and we should try to get Eminem to Israel and we we should try to get Jared Goff to Israel. I love that. Love them all. Great guys. And he he signed me up for any Detroit team. We, We were talking to some of the bad boys. Oh, the wow. 80s guys, guys like uh, Bill Ambeer right. and Joe Dumars. Right. And we, we Dumars know that, seems like a real mensch. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's a GM, and, and, and he's been very, very involved. And in, now he's involved in the NBA right now. I wonder now. if Isaiah's ever been to Israel. It's with his New York connections and everything. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know that he's been. I don't think he has. You know, he's he's had some colored past since right. uh, since he left the and NBA. And did the Lions have any Jewish players? Any that you know of? You know, it's funny that you ask. Uh, their linebacker, his name is Anzalone. Yeah. He's got the long blonde hair. If you see it, it's coming out, out of his uh, out of helmet. his helmet. On October seventh, his parents were on a Christian trip to Israel visiting, and they had trouble getting back from Israel at the time because they were booked on a non LL flight. And it took them several days, and it was it became big news coverage of getting them back in Detroit and getting them back home. Uh, but yeah, they they have some kind. I don't know that there's any Jewish players, right. but uh, they're but definitely people who are connected to Israel. To Israel. Amazing. 
Thank you. Thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Great to see you again. Phenomenal to see you, and your efforts are incredible. Daniel Posner, everybody. If you want more information, athletesforisrael.org, athletesforisrael.org. More coming up. It's Thursday at JM in the AM. <laughs> <laughs>